Welcome to another episode of Talking Nerdy in the Bedroom with Corey, KJ, and Mike. This week we're going to be talking about Lord of the Rings, and this week we have Corey back in the studio. He decided to actually get off his ass and show up. Yay, Corey! I gotta go. <laughs> Probably. So, yeah, this week is all going to be about Lord of the Rings, but before we talk about Lord of the Rings, let's talk about the thing that preceded it, which was The Hobbit. Now, I read this... Did it this... technically precede it, though? Yes. No. I mean, chronologically, yes, but not... It was... The Lord of the Rings was written first. Right. Uh, the book, The Hobbit, was written in 1937, okay. and the Lord of the Rings book was released in 1954, so go fuck yourself. That doesn't make any sense. The Hobbit was first. Hobbit was always make, first. Why didn't they make the Hobbit movie first, then? I do not know that, but I know that The Hobbit came out Oh, I think he's right, years. but I, oh, think, I, I think the Lord of the Rings books were written first, and then... Tolkien had to release The Hobbit first because the publisher thought that that's what would get more mass appeal. And then eventually, because The Hobbit was successful, he was able to release Lord of the Rings series. Wasn't but the he wrote Hobbit... Lord of the Rings when he was in you know the trenches in World War I. So. The Hobbit, though, is like... The one book is like the whole series of movies, right? Like if you read The Hobbit, it's the whole thing from yes. leaving yeah. the Shire well, to... Well, they add stuff in the movies. In the movies, to make, they To do. make extra content. Because they wanted to do three movies out of it yeah. just because of how much money and how well-received the Lord of the Rings if, trilogy if was. So there's stuff a... that's not in the book that's in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. You should say the way around. Yeah, it yeah. is. Well, if they made like, uh, you know, a a book based on the movie, you know how they do that when there's like... Like Star Wars, Clone Wars has like a book that came out after the movie. Mm -hmm. If they did that, it'd just be like the search for more money would be the second and the third one because that's all the only reason they made three. And it's funny because the Lord of the Rings, they did the opposite. It was three books and Peter Jackson went to, was it New Line Studios? And and at like tried to pitch two book, uh, two movies because he was like, ah, they'll never agree to three, but maybe I can get them to do two instead of one. And New Line came back and was like, why would we do two when there's three here? So, I don't know. Just interesting. And then The Hobbit, they were just like, yeah, let's do as many as we can. Well, I think part of it was the fact that there was three before. And they were like, well, if we did three for that one, we can easily do three for this one. And look at all the dollar signs that we're yeah, going to get. I think it was just the dollar signs. Well, that's but that's my point. They saw the dollar signs because the other one did three. Yeah. But it easily could have been one or two. Like, I remember reading it in school, The Hobbit, and also seeing the animated version of it. That's how my first experience into The Hobbit was. So, back to that was my original question before Corey was so unbelievably wrong. What what was you guys' first experience with The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings? Was it in school where you had to read it? Was you guys reading it on your own? Was it just the movies? Where are your guys' experience? Mike? Um, I definitely just started with the movies i have not read the books did you know there were books oh yeah oh okay. yeah so um i was not in the english class that had to read that we read something else instead i don't even remember what book i was supposed to read but um yeah we were not in the class i had to read the hobbit the the book sounded good everybody that's read it liked it and then i saw lord of the rings and it was really good I'm just, like I said, I'm surprised that they didn't come out with The Hobbit first, then The Lord of the Rings. I guess it doesn't really, doesn't make I, sense, I, I especially the, where they came out with the book first. Yeah, I think The Lord of the Rings just is more cinematic. Like, The Hobbit was kind of more kiddie. Now, granted, they took it in a slightly different direction they took in the movies, but... Big direction during the movies. But they like, tried to make it more cinematic. Yeah, Lord of the Rings was supposed is like much more of an epic story. Right. So I think that's probably why they went with those ones. Makes sense. And yeah. probably also because there were three books, so you could do two or three movies rather than one book, which if you went before the success of The Lord of the Rings and you went to them about doing a movie, they'd pr you'd probably only do one. True. Yeah. So a little bit more of an adventure, a little bit more of a quest that you get from three books than you got from one book. Does Peter Jackson do The Hobbit too? Yeah. He yeah. does all six movies? Sure but he's do. not doing Rings of Power, right? Correct. No, yeah. Yeah, no, he's uh -oh. not. That's why it looks worse. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I have super high expectations of it. 
My, see, the good thing is, after watching the preview, my expectations have gone down. So, like, now I might actually like it because of that. Whereas if, if I had just gone in with the expectations where they were at before, I think, you know, maybe I would have been let down. Yeah, I, I don't know what to think about the previews. Like, some of the previews looked fine, but it's more going to come down to the story. I just think it looks, cinematically, it just looks worse. Than the movies? Yeah. Well, part of that's because it's not a movie. I, I understand that, but you have, look at Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is right up there cinematically, and Lord of the Rings spent more money than Game of Thrones. So, I don't know. Why... Why didn't they get Peter Jackson to do the the series? Is he do some doing something else? I don't know, and it may or maybe he doesn't direct TV. He just does movies, or maybe he just wanted to be done with it. That's a lot of time out of his life between six movies. Well, true, but how many movies has Steven Spielberg produced? You're, I mean, you're not wrong, but directed. look at the guy who just directed all the. The newest Spider-Man movies. He did No Way Home. He did Sam Raimi. Far. No, oh no no no. Sam Far Raimi from did, Home. Uh, the other one. Yeah. Uh, and he did Homecoming. And now he's taking a break rather than he was supposed to direct the new Fantastic Four movie, but he wanted a break because he's just been directing, directing, directing. So at a certain point, people tap out for a while. So it could be that. Well, or I Hobbit has not was. A long time ago when it I, came out. I know, but it could also just be I want a break from this story. Like, I've done this enough. My mark is on this. But you got Amazon money. Yeah, you got a lot of Amazon money. Hey, man, money. like, you did a really good job, and I'm Amazon. I'm <laughs> Amazon. So do it. $250 million just for the rights. To, to do it from the Tolkien family, is that right? I, I don't know exactly who they bought it from. The rights for the well, the the grandson of something or granddaughter is the one that has the estate. Grand grandson Christopher Tolkien. I thought that's his grandson. Yeah, I don't know. One of them, one of the grandkids has the estate, and yeah, I think it's Christopher Tolkien. I think he actually anything has to be signed off through them too. So like, or maybe that's his Amazon son. bought the rights to produce the the stuff, but I think it still had to be. Like verified through. Well, it the just estate. depends because they like so they obviously sold the movie rights a while back, and they probably lapsed after a certain amount of time. I don't know if they sold TV rights; that might have been separate. So they might have only had to pay uh, the Tolkien estate for the rights to the TV. But if another, you know, studio owned the rights to the TV, they would have had to pay them. How long does someone have a copyright on? De- depends the stuff, on their. Right? Isn't it a hundred years? Oh, on you mean before it becomes a classic and yeah. then they can do whatever. Like Winnie the Pooh, they just came out with a horror. You see that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because the Winnie the Pooh, so Pooh copyright ended. This is primarily based on the appendices of the Lord of the Rings, which included discussions of the Second Age, and per the requirements of the Amazon deal with the Tolkien estate, it is not a continuation of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit films. Well, right, it's a prequel. But, but that, I think that's part of the reason that it's this, is because it's part of the deal, so it's about the before. Yeah. So they don't have to potentially look at paying the studios, the New Line Cinema and whoever else, as a continuation. This is its own thing by itself, just based in the Tolkien universe. We just are going to associate it with those other six movies. Well, it, of course we are. It meets the like the universe well before like they talk about it in the movies though like the rings being forged i'm pretty sure in this show you're gonna see the rings being forged from and given out from that thing or are they gonna refilm it themselves well from like the like the spoilers of the show no no i i get that but even if they just do that that's just part of the story in general and what about like the Great War at the end? Like that's in one of the movies. The Great War in the end. You're, well, you're talking about the flashback. Sauron, yeah, yeah, the Sauron loses the ring. Right. I I, do, I don't know, but this is just it's supposed to be from before, so that they don't have to line up with the movies exactly. Well, I mean, we already know they're gonna have characters that are in both Lord of the Rings and this. Sure. Because they have Galadriel and 
Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Agent Smith. <laughs> we don't know he's in it. Yeah, he is. I thought we just were talking. Well, we were talking about this last week with Casey. Pretty sure I saw him in the trailer. I didn't see him in the trailer. Well, not the actor, but I, I think that you see somebody the say. The character. Yeah, the character. Okay. And then they say. And that's name. what we were talking well, yeah, about. Well, yeah, Galadriel's not in it either. Kate Mike's Blanchett. not very happy if it's not the same actor playing it. Well, it's it's not any of the same actors. Well, thank you, Corey, but yeah. it could be if they wanted it to be. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, too, because they're, it seems like they're younger looking actors, and it's like they're trying to do. Like, you know, when you have a prequel and there's a younger, you know, a kid actor or something, but they're elves. They don't age like that. So it's weird that it's not going to be like, I can understand why. Mike's Although upset. the Hobbit does that in the Lord of the Rings. Which what do you mean? I didn't right. Bill. I didn't love, but I like it more now that I've seen it a couple times. Old Bilbo versus young Bilbo. Right. They kind of had that same different actor aspect of it. Where, yeah, I could see why somebody might not like it, but then get used to it. But now you're talking about a whole list of characters that could be different. Well, and it's also different because Bilbo was a halfling; they're not immortal, so it makes sense that he aged and looked different over well, time. Well, you see, you see his actor, like the actual actor that plays him in Lord of the Rings in the cave, doing the same thing that he did in like the the Hobbit. Like yeah, looking I'll, the same I'll thing. I'll give you that one scene, but well, other, that's yeah. the only scene I, I where you see I, young. I, I know. The only scene where they could possibly have used somebody else, I, I, they didn't do it. it. I get it. Yeah. So that that scene, I can understand. I, I'm surprised that they didn't go back like Star Wars always does and like edit the Lord of redo the Rings. It, yeah, yeah re, re-release it with him doing that scene. But although they might have gotten so much flack over Star Wars doing, it, they're like, we're just gonna leave this alone. I'm gonna give a really bullcrap explanation for it in that. Bilbo is having a flashback in that scene. So when he's remembering it, he's remembering, he's thinking of how he looks now because that's how he, he self-identifies at that point. Does it work like that? I don't know. I'm just going with it because that's the only explanation. <laughs> so what about you, Corey, about the book? Did you read the book when you were I read up? The Hobbit when I was a kid, yeah. And then I don't think I read Lord of the Rings till like middle school. And then I... I know I reread all of them because I took uh, my school had a class called Tolkien, and it was basically <laughs> those in the similar Just Tolkien, Tolkien class or huh? Tolkien, Tolkien, Tolkien class. <laughs> yeah, it was Tolkien class. Yeah, the Tolkien. Class. It was behind the gym. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, it was it was fun. Did you end up seeing? Did you remember seeing the animated Hobbit movie? I tried. I think when I heard they existed, I tried to watch one. I was like, ah, oh, these are so bad. It sounds bad. It yeah. wasn't bad when you were a kid. Uh, no, they were, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I think I tried to watch it, the Hobbit one, when I was a kid, and I remember going, oh, yeah, this is bad. Now, I we, tried to watch the Lord of the Rings ones way down the road. I didn't even realize they made those as well until way Yeah, later. I didn't even know they had those. Yeah. I will say the Hobbit one was probably more, like... Um, Watchable? Yeah, because... It's supposed to be really kiddie. Like, The Hobbit is just geared towards kids more, so. But, so, like, seeing the Lord of the Rings, like, intense scenes as, like, cartoony ridiculousness was just awful. <laughs> so, the first movie, I believe, came out in 2001. Yep. Did you, is this something that you were, you guys were excited to see? Is this something that you just went to the theater or waited for it to come out? I, on yeah. Was VHS a thing in 2001? Probably. I don't know. I I actually didn't see it in theaters. I my friends were gonna go see it, and I for some reason I couldn't make it that night. And then I was just like, well, I'm not gonna go see it by myself. So I just waited and watched it when it came out. But the other ones I went and saw. Like I think I saw it midnight. Like oh, the midnight showing. Yeah. yeah. And they were like a lot of fun to see at midnight because people like dressed up and yeah. I don't know. What about you, Mike? I'm pretty sure I definitely watched it at home. All of them? Or just the first one? Yeah, all of them. Yeah, I didn't I, really go to the movies that much. You missed, like, I will say, I specifically remember in the midnight showing seeing Two Towers in the Helm's Deep battle. 
And that was like a great cinematic experience on a big screen because the noise and stuff when they're like stomping and yeah, that was intense. Yeah, but then you got to deal with other people. Don't you remember seeing, was it Endgame you and I went to and the guy crying next to you? <laughs> or was Infinity that, War? Was that the one who laughed at like everything like I, out loud? I think but so. He didn't but he didn't laugh. He just like narrated his laugh. He was like, that is so funny. <laughs> it's like, yep. Every time, yeah, but he much. like was crying during the end of either Infinity Game or, yeah, uh, or Infinity War Endgame. It was so, me. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually me. that's kind of like the I price was so you, sad. <laughs> that's the price you pay when you go to the theaters that like you got to deal with other people. Yeah, but you do get the cinematic experience, and some movies need that. It adds so much more. Corey, you have it. a cinema at your house now. Cinema ish. He's he's got a wall that can put a big TV on. He's got uh one step up stadium seating. Yeah. How many? So, and I have five. How many recliners do you I, have in? A I know. He's got what? Is it four? I have four five. recliners. Is it five? Five recliners. Yeah. I'm that, just saying it's not going to give you the same experience as a theater just because he doesn't have the sound set up the right way or the screen set up like a movie theater screen could. He could. He's not going to. It's Corey, Corey. we're talking about. I, Come on. I, I will get surround sound put in at some point. I just gotta... They're actually left surround sound speakers in the basement. I just don't know if they work, so I gotta check. Left? Oh, yeah. they left them they behind? They left them, yeah. I thought you said just, just the left. Yeah. <laughs> it's just left surround sound. You don't get the right sound. one, yeah, just the no, left. No right sound. <laughs> were you guys, after the first movie, were you enthralled with the series? And like, hey, I need to... Obviously, Corey, you went to the theater to see the next two. But, like, Mike, were you like, okay, this is what I'm going to be watching now. I want to go see the next, or I want to watch the next one whenever it comes out. Or was it just, hey, the new Lord of the Rings movie's out. I guess I'll watch it. Um, I mean, I really like it. it. I really like the universe and everything. I don't, I was never, like, a go to the movies and watch stuff. And, like, probably Star Wars is the only thing that I was like, I have to watch this in the movie theaters. But I'm I'm much more comfortable watching things at home. And I'm pretty sure when it came out, it was on just, like, regular DVD. So, like, the graphics weren't, like, amazing as, like, the they new were for the time. Stuff. Well, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. But these movies also released one year after each other because they were filming, I think, all at the same time, Same time, right? yeah. So that makes kind of a difference for keeping it. It's I, 2001, 2002, yeah, 2003. That's not what I was going to say. Let me ask my question. I... I think I know the second and the third were filmed at the same time. I didn't think the first there'd was. be no way to get them out in that iteration if they weren't. I'm just saying I I could have sworn that the second and the third were and the first wasn't, but I could be wrong. But either way, yeah. 2001, 2002, 2003. Yeah, I wonder if that added to the <laughs> fact of how much money the movie made. Granted, it didn't make as much as like a Marvel movie or a Star Wars or yada yada, but they made a lot of money. I'm wondering if knowing like. Every December, we're going to get this new Lord of the Rings movie, especially after the first one, Fellowship of the Rings, blew up, that people were more excited to go, ready to see what this next chapter has to give us without having to wait two, three, four years for the next movie. And yeah. I'm also curious that a lot of studios aren't doing that now. They're they're waiting to see how kind of like the first movie does before they sink a bunch of money into the sequel. I wonder what would have happened if it came out like during like after the MCU was around because would you see like we made these three movies so now we're going to have a spin-off focusing just on Galadriel or or like a solo story of just you're you know, seeing Aragorn. that now though that's the whole point of the you're podcast see, see, or... pre- I understand but I'm just wondering like Think of like the MCU and like how Iron Man was successful, and then all of a sudden you had Captain America, you had Thor, and now it's like, who yeah, but who can we make? Sure, but it's not about who can they make. There are all these stories that are already out there, and that's yeah. what. Hang on, that's what these are. These are books, ba- and the movies are based on these stories. If there were other Tolkien books in this universe, I would say yes, they could probably do these. Like they're making the new book, or excuse me, the new series based off of the the what's it called of a book to set a thousand years in the in the past Silmarillion? the what no he's he's talking he's saying it's written off the appendices of there Lord it of the is Rings. but i i actually think most of that stuff is in the Silmarillion too i i read that I, I don't forever know. ago that's like a history going back to before like the elves even came yeah to the beginning of Middle time yeah. with tom bombadil and the yeah. uh the elder ent 
and it's like crazy like it's basically they're angels but not angels and yeah, stuff and, demons yeah but either way when they're going yeah. off of the source material then they're making other movies and with the comic stuff there's hundreds of thousands of comics so they're then doing iron man then uh loki and then thor yeah it's it's a different kind of literature like making a the mcu is much easier getting different stories because you have hundreds of characters to choose from which one's the most popular those will be movies least popular those will be tv series so here's a question you said you read the books mike right no no, oh, he said he didn't. Did you books. read the books? I read the Hobbit books, and I think I read the first Lord of the Rings book. So, what was your the biggest difference from the book to the movie that you felt they should have? Part of the Hobbit one is hard for me because I read that back when I was in third grade, and by the time that movie came out, it's a long time removed from third grade. Yeah, Lord of the Rings I read after the movie came out. Yeah, and I felt like they had adapted. Or change the book, because the if I remember correctly, the first hundred pages of The Lord of the Rings, the first book, was almost identical to the first scenes of the movie. Oh, the the well, the first few chapters with it being the party scene was yeah. like ident- yeah, yeah, right on. Yeah. Um, that's really all I remember. I think of that the was intentionally. So. Maybe to just get you to know that they're yeah, trying yeah. to be authentic to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was almost very, very identical to everything that was happening. But I also don't know. Again, I read it afterwards, and the cover of the book was a picture of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it wasn't like the book from 1950-something, so I couldn't really compare. I didn't know if they changed it to be like the book, or if this is exactly what the book was. I think for me, it was the no Tom Bombadil, which he just mentioned was kind of crappy. Like That was like a big part of the Lord of the Rings series. and I mean, of the first book, at least. And then just not even mentioned. Yeah. I will say that at least for the movies that we got, wasn't needed. No, but it's just a big character that they they took out. Well, that's Game sucks. of Thrones. He's also with... an omnipotent being, though. So, like, yeah, but he's sweet, right? Meaning, <laughs> but that again, he's kind or he tastes sweet or he's awesome. I mean, just he's a cool character. Like okay. he runs around talking to trees, <laughs> singing to them. But like, he should theoretically have the power to stop. Sal run anyway well yeah i don't know i think you're i i i also don't know because a lot of the like really powerful beings were meant to not interfere with like the affairs of men well Sal run is enslaving everyone i understand but i'm just saying they're not supposed to it's like gandalf obviously helps treebeard but, does but treebeard I... destroys isengard yeah, but Treebeard's not one of the uh, immortals or whatever that eight. I don't know what they're called. There, there's something like there's a name for them, but they're Lumin- like angels. Luminar. Oh, uh, something like that. No. Don't look at me. But it's like Gandalf's name is also Mithrandir and something else too. He's like nine names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got nothing. But uh, my point is, they're not supposed to like get too involved. Um. So I think that's kind of why you see people like Tom Bombadil not get super involved, but he's also not going to like let the hobbits get like massacred in front of him because he's not an asshole. So I'll say in 2001, God, how old was I in 2001? 13? I think it was 13. That sounds right. I was 13. I remember falling asleep during this movie. So he's Fellowship a Val- of the Rings. Valinor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember falling asleep during uh, Fellowship of the Rings. Okay. And then trying to watch it again and also falling asleep. But then for whatever reason, when I turned, I think it was like 16, I watched it again, sat through the whole thing, loved it. But apparently from 13 to 16, if I tried to watch this movie, I thought it was boring as hell. I'm not sure what changed within three years, but I went from thinking it was boring to loving the movie. Minus the birds not taking them the whole way. Well, it couldn't. It had been pegged by the Nazgul. Bring me as far as you can until you get pegged. <laughs> you know, like, I don't pegged. know. <laughs> like, why are we saying pegged? I was going to say, understand. I said, said pegged. This does not sound like we're actually talking about the movie. Yeah, anymore. what are you talking about? I was like, did the Nazgul do that? Is that one of their things? Like, it's that, torture that, that means pleasure. you definitely don't use the birds. <laughs> 
But I don't know. They, they're just there. They came in. I mean, bring me the rest of the fucking way. Well, they don't have to worry about the Nazgul anymore. Better question. What's your favorite scene from each of the original movies, Lord of the Rings? So I'll start with Fellowship. Mike, do you have a favorite scene? Um, him fighting the Balrog through, like, the middle of Middle-Earth. There's, like, another planet underneath Middle-Earth. Inner Earth. <laughs> when yeah. does Sean Bean die? Uh, I mean, in when the first did, movie I, I don't know. Or second movie? Oh, in the first movie. Yeah, him, yeah, that yeah. scene. Yeah. That, that whole scene cool. where he try, where he gets corrupted, tries to take the ring, then ends up coming back and basically saving them and going down like a trooper. Yeah. It's no, a really good that scene. That is a cool scene, too. Yeah. I also think... He gets shot by a big fucking arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Cinematically, it probably doesn't hold up as much now, but at the time, I thought the scene on Weathertop, when the Nazgul fight Aragorn, was pretty cool. And Frodo turns himself invisible, and yep. you see, like, it looked cool. Dude, some of his invisibility stuff, when he turned invisible and you see the whatever realm that is that he's seeing yeah. things in, at least for the time, looked amazing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I think at the time, I remember thinking, wow, that was cool. Now, having said that, I, I like the end scene where, not just where Bormir dies, but, like, the fights with Aragorn fighting the guys and yep. all that was cool. Um, But, yeah, I think the scene that, like, stood out to me back then as being, like, really um impressive was the Weathertop fight. Yeah. All right, so, how about, second movie? So, for me, it's probably Helm's Deep, but it's specifically when they ride out and then and then Gandalf comes down the hill. I just thought that scene looked really cool. And then where he makes the he, light come he out. shines out through yeah. everything, yeah. Just the, the visual of it is like, I mean, it's religious. Powerful. It's religiously based, obviously, but it, it still just like, even without knowing that context is really cool looking. So Yeah. I mean, it's probably the most cinematic shot, I feel like, in the movie. Oh, yeah. 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 Plus, there's just badass, like, the lead up to it. Aragorn's like, let's ride out and meet them. And the king's like, well, why not? I've already fucked up so bad. <laughs> Might as well go out swinging. Mike? Yeah, it's easily the same thing. Yeah, it has to be for me, too. Which is, I was hoping one of us would say something different. <laughs> Although, but... is the Battle of Isengard in the second one or the third one? Does uh, Isengard fall in the second? The Ents start destroying it in the second one, and then they and then they confront Saruman in the third one. Yeah, so that's probably my second favorite one. Like the Ents, like throwing the rocks and oh, like, yeah. coming out of the woods. I think that's so cool. That is a good scene. That's a really good scene. Like just destroying Isengard. I'm trying to think of the other scenes that like or close seconds like the fight with the wargs is okay but not not that great I doesn't mean, he fight the spider too it, i don't think it's in the Frodo second fight one. the spider i don't think it's in that one though is it in the third one yeah the it's all one story to one? me i think so god's been a while since i've seen these movies mm. yeah all right so what about the third one what if we talk about the third one for what we remember what's your favorite scene when the ghosts come in and destroy everything damn it mike Corey? <laughs> the ghost army. Yeah, that's kind of, so, it's kind of the think, most iconic moment. The I ghost cool. army isn't my favorite scene, but it is that battle. Like, I love when they uh, are fighting and they take down one of the, I think they're called Mamelukes or something, but the giant elephants. Yeah, the Harajan. Like, yeah, that that was a really cool scene. I liked. Um, I the liked Fighters of the South. The, uh, the Rohirrim rushing in on horseback and like the orcs thinking they're like tough shit and then when they realize how many horses you just see them start to like back off and run because there's that one orc that's like you know fire fire then he's just like fire at will crap run (laughs) like yeah that was a cool scene too what did you guys think of Gollum? yeah i don't know i think it was as good as they could have done at making the adaptation from the book like I, i i had no fault with it that the character itself was never one of my like favorite characters from the you know the books either but i don't think he had a great ending no well i don't mean like he's like obviously he shouldn't be a popular character in the sense that he's you know a fan favorite what was his name the actor that did the motion andy Andy circus yeah 
Yeah. Um, would did fantastic as doing the motions of him and everything. Yeah. Um, and he had a great ending of dying, holding on to the ring again. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. So if we talk about these for a trilogy, and we've talked about other movies that have trilogies, where does this kind of like rank for you guys? Number two. Yeah. Just behind Star Wars. Mm hmm. Well, you go first. I'm trying to think of other trilogies right now. So. I think I actually liked this trilogy more than Star Wars, but it's only because I didn't like... Son of You're a, a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got more into these movies than I did the Star Wars movies originally, just because I felt there was... Uh, and this you're going to talk about, like I said, 13-year-old, 16-year-old me. There was more action. There was more things happening. And in the original Star Wars, well, Star movies, Wars came out in 1973. I understand when you so, compare it to. Th- I I don't look at things when I'm 13. You weren't 13 when that movie came no, out. No, but, but when I'm 13 and watching them over and over, like I'm gonna pick a, a Lord of the Rings movie because there seemed to be more going on. It was more modernized, even though it's based in the past slash fantasy world. But yeah, for me, I had placed those over the Star Wars, just the original three. But I still think the second Star Wars movie is the best movie out of all of them. Out of Turn all of six. Yeah. I mean, no, uh, Empire, no, Empire, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'd probably go Star Wars, then Lord of the Rings. Honestly, I'm struggling to think of another trilogy that's even close. There's other, like, series movies that are better, but not trilogies. Like, well, technically, Star Wars is a series. Yeah, but we're talking the original trilogy. So Everything else is, yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings isn't Lord of the Rings is its own trilogy, and then it's Hobbit. It's not called Lord of the Rings Hobbit or Hobbit Lord of the Rings. The other ones are all called Star Wars. It's all One, the same two, universe. Three. Is the point? Yes. Yeah. They're not all called Star Wars. And in fact, it's the, almost the identical to Star Wars in the sense that they made. Episode four, five, and six, and then one, two, and three, which is basically what Lord of the Rings did. Yes, but Lord of the Rings had source material to pull from. This was the uh, Star Wars was all out of George Lucas's ass, no. right? So it'd be like Tolkien writing a different book. <laughs> it's very it'd be like Tolkien just writing a new book. Yeah, but they. I mean, George Lucas wrote it and directed it. Yep, and made three good movies. Yeah, I, I didn't mind the first three they weren't as good as this the second you know i fucking hate that it's all mixed up yeah. <laughs> i liked three four and five the most but no, you like four, four, five, five, five and six, six. yeah whatever <laughs> four Math five hard. four five and six were the best one two and three were i guess decent. now the second best better than two right better yeah. than uh, seven eight nine yeah yeah well i mean that's a really high bar to me <laughs> yeah it's a very low uh, bar all right, so what about, did you guys want a Hobbit movie after the Lord of Rings ended and it was, God, when did the Hobbit movie come out? It came out in 2012. I wanted, yeah, I mean, I was happy later. when I heard they were making it. Um, I mean, I liked them, but they just weren't on the same level as Lord of the Rings. Yeah, did you, how did you feel about it being three movies? Like I already said, I think it was just them wanting more money. Sure. And but it came it, off that way. Okay, so you were originally thinking that to begin with. It yeah. wasn't like after you watched it, you went, oh, this was definitely done for I more money. I kept seeing scenes and like, what's going on? Like, what, what are we doing here? It's still going? And then when I'd see scenes that like, you know, fit what actually happened, I enjoyed it. Like when they were in the barrels, I loved that because I remember yeah. vividly reading that. The trolls and deciding how they're going to eat them and turning to stone. I remember those. Like, those are the scenes that I was excited to see. Um, the other crap that they just made up, not so much. So, Well, you got to add a lot when you're talking about, like, nine hours worth of movie. Yeah. 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 What about you, Mike? Were you excited when you heard that there was going to be a Hobbit movies coming out? Um I don't know if I'd really say like excited that they were coming out. I was I I wanted to watch them. Those those ones I did watch in the movie theaters. I didn't watch the first three. But did it backwards. Right. But I mean I didn't really go to the movies in 2001. I know, I'm just saying like cuz I was like the originals 13. would have been better the ones to see to in go theater. To, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But what about what about when you heard they were they were going to do three again? Three movies. I I like more than less. Eh, 
if you give me two of something that's amazing, or you give me three that are meh, okay, I'd rather take the two that are amazing. I almost think two would have pissed me off more, because they would have just done The Hobbit Part 1, The Hobbit Part 2, and I would be like, oh. Rather than part one, part oh, besides you mean the fact that they have their own names? Yeah, I mean I know it's a small distinction, but I freaking hate it when movies are like, yeah, let's split it into two. Yeah, Deathly Hallows Part One, Part Two. I think Twilight did Desolation of Schmog, and then Smog gets out for the first five minutes of the third movie, and then dies. Yeah, but I, I, I think it. It's just I, I hated the titles of the movies. Like I thought they were all I think bad. they all fit what actually happened though. Like Battle of Five Armies made sense. Desolation of Smog. And then Unexpected Journey was just the name of the the you know, Bilbo's book he was writing, so it made sense. But Oh, I did like uh, Well I, that's I was... that's also flashback to the regular Lord of the Rings, like when he's telling Oh, right. Yeah. yeah well, that was going to be it's my question. What yeah. did you guys think about their way of explaining the fact this is a prequel, even though the book got released first, by explaining it as Bilbo, Bilbo's story? I thought the first movie was arguably, I mean, it might not have had the most action, but it was the best and most accurate to the source material, and I liked it the most. Yeah, I'd probably say Unexpected that. Journey. Yeah. 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 And they did the best that like like they explained, you know, this is a prequel really well in the beginning. I I mean, you can it's it's a jokier story. So I knew that going in. I loved the stuff with like the dwarves in his house. Like yeah. that was great. Um I got really excited too because when they announced it, they you know, you start to find out who's gonna be in it. And there's the actor from that show we watched, Being Human, that's in it, that plays Philly or Killy. I can't remember which one is which. Um, but you remember, he plays, uh, he was in the British Being Human. He played Aiden, I think his name was. The vampire. In the British version or the American The British version. version. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't even know you watched that, but all right. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, he was he was in it. He was the one who fell in love with the elf girl. Oh, him. Yeah. He's in Poldark, too. That's the same actor? Yes. There's a lot of actors, actually, who play the dwarves that you'd be surprised that you recognize because, obviously, they have a lot of prosthetics. But I'm going to have to look that up after because that just... The only actor I'm not, like, a huge fan of, but I think he did good in that, was Lee Pace, who played Thrandiel, the elf king of the woods guy oh i thought he did fine in the i i said he did good but i'm just not usually a huge fan of thorin thorin was good yeah yeah yeah. i thought you were asking if that's who i was talking about yeah who's it that was no i was talking about the elf king legolas's father oh yeah yeah Yeah. thranduil thranduil yeah i don't know how to say his name (laughs) yeah um i lost my train of thought on what we were talking about i asked a question yeah, it was a bad question. So let's that's just fair. On. So what about movie... your favorite character from any of them? Gandalf. That's a tough one. What Gandalf? Oh, it's hard not to oh, like Gandalf I, I just because like Aragorn. Did I know Aragorn. That's what I'm saying. It's a hard question. Aragorn's more relatable. I mean, Tolkien always said Samwise Gamgee was the true hero of the the story. But... Yeah, Sauron. Sauron. Yep. There we go. <laughs> Sarah on. <laughs> like you said. Sarah off. No, he's not your favorite. <laughs> no, no. It, it's probably either Gandalf or... Um, God, I liked Pip. Pippin? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was probably the best like comic relief of the whole series. Yeah. Well, I liked when it was Pippin... Is it Mary? Mary. Ma- Mary, yeah. Yeah, get kidnapped by like the orcs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that whole scene is funny and terrifying at the same time what is it mary doc brandy buck and pippin took peregrine took tooks is yeah. his real name yeah peregrine took samwise gamgee frodo baggins yeah what about you mike would you was yours gandalf or was yours the other one or both or you're like i'm 50/50? just a big fan of wizards it's yeah. gotta be gandalf <laughs> well for me like although saruman is cool i don't think gandalf was my favorite when i read the books but Ian McKellen was just like yeah, he's perfect. A gr- he's a great actor. So uh, I, I in the movies, I'd probably have to say Gandalf. It's funny though because he wasn't gonna be my favorite till 
because I was thinking of just like the universe of it, not yeah. not the movies specifically, but but yeah, I mean, he was he was great. I mean, there's a case to be made too that um oh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh the guy who plays young Bill Blow. Oh. Um what Freeman, Martin Freeman. Yeah, Martin Freeman. I loved him as Bilbo too. Like, yeah, it was yeah. good. He did really good at yeah. that. Not my favorite movies, but he was just a really good actor. I still love that, that Benedict Cumberbatch was the voice of Schmog. Schmog. Yeah. And then they're both those two are in the Sherlock BBC yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um there were tons of memes because in the Sherlock show, Sherlock was always doing crazy shit and Martin Freeman's character playing he was playing Watson was always yelling at Holmes, like, what are you doing? And he's like, why are you a dragon? It's for a case. Yeah, like, there I, was yeah. all those memes everywhere, which I loved, um, <laughs> just because I loved the BBC Sherlock. But yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of Schmaug in this at all. Like, I didn't like it. I didn't feel like... I know it was, v- it was very identical to the book in the sense of he doesn't really have that much, even though it's this big present throughout, or the big known presence. It... It just didn't really, it felt very anticlimactic to have him fly out at the end of the second movie and then die in the first, like, five or ten minutes of the third movie. It just, I figured if you're gonna do it's, that, at least do it at the end. It literally is Star Wars. I'm realizing this more and more. Second movie, you have Count Dooku the whole time, dies in three minutes into the third movie, Render the Sith. <laughs> oh, you mean the prequels? Yeah, well, yeah. that's what this is. It's Hobbit oh, was prequels. well, sure. I'm saying literally yeah. so it, it follows the same It really timeline. builds up for, like, the third movie, though. Like, yeah, I, I thought that was a great scene. He was, like, getting ready to burn the uh, the town, and then he does it in the third movie. It's a great way to start off a movie, too. Uh, it felt, at least to me, it felt very anticlimactic, because I would have liked to see that at the end of the second one, just because there was all the build-up for it. He was finally leaving there. and was- What's a... Uh, What's the name of the third movie? Battle. Uh, they could have changed the names. Armies, yeah. Oh, so the main part of the movie should be about the five armies, that's, right? That's why if the dragon dies at the end of the second one, the whole third one is about the five Right, armies. but you don't build up to the third one. Like, what's going to make people want to go to the third one? Oh, the dragon's dead. So well, maybe I'll watch the third one. you telling me that I got pulled in on a lie, thinking I'm going to see a dragon, it's, and he dies in the first seven minutes. It is a cliffhanger, yes. That is uh, how I, it's I also so bad. didn't think of those movies as, like, any of them, even the Lord of the Rings movies, as distinct. I looked at them as, like, parts. Right. Sure. So it's not like you watch this by itself, and then you're done. It's basically just, we can't make a six-hour-long movie, so we're just going to make it part one, part two, part three. And sure. we're just going to give them other names. But so, to end the second part there, to pick it up, to begin the third part, and end the giant part of the second part in the first couple minutes. See, I thought I just felt like on, that was a slap in the face. I think it ended on like a cliffhanger, which... Right, exactly. I That's can understand why that feels like a slap on the face, but I think it was a good draw. also ended like, on a terrible line. I don't remember how it He ended. goes like, oh no, is all Bilbo says as Smog flies off. I don't remember that, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you on it, but at the same time, I don't It's either oh no or any- what have I done, one of those. But either way, that's what not- What have a- we done? It might have been what have we done. That's perfect. No, it's not. It, it, it's perfect if that's the whole movie of yeah, the movie. Yeah, because now you're movie. like, what is a dragon going to do? What is going to happen? Oh, yeah. five minutes into the new movie I just paid for. Oh, they f- they fixed it. Okay. It's way more than five minutes. It's it's ten minutes. Well, it's also not like they fix it without a cost. Like, sure, it burns most down of the, city. the whole town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. in Revenge of the Sith, Count Dooku just dies with like no no real no fanfare. <laughs> yeah, there's just nothing. Right, I and, and hated that. I walked out of that to, movie when it first. There's a lot to this scene too. I mean, you see the the guy that finally shoots him down. Yeah, but wouldn't that be a good climactic ending of the second one? Because you got all of his build. Right, that, but that just movie. like ends it. It's so you want it to build, build, build the second movie end and then to get him for a little bit more and then it end again. The Hobbit. It's two, like the same cock tease for King. <laughs> it's like the same thing as like Empire Strikes Back. Like Han is frozen in carbonite. They're yeah, that's all true. scattered. Like that that's quite a cliffhanger to leave on. There's no big like climactic ending. Luke gets his butt kicked and he runs away. Yeah. And Han is frozen in carbonite. The Empire struck back. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just wasn't good. When you build the whole movie around 
the dragon basically and then and then the leave it on the gets, dragon leave it on the dragon and then the dragon immediately dies well they're gonna kill him eventually they have a whole battle to prepare for so kill him at the end of the second like it shouldn't be this hard it but then felt, you don't have the climax you, you do have the climax in the second he i want my cake now well no if you're gonna build up this big giant thing ah you'll see it next year but you're only going to see 10 minutes of it. So all this build up with this dragon, very anticlimactic. It's a great way to start. KJ just wanted to see the dragon climax, and he <laughs> was upset he had to wait a year to see it. He was holding all that gold. He should have been climaxing <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> hey oh, <laughs> Yikes. Do you think that the Hobbit movies ruined anything for the original Lord of the Rings movie trilogy? Or do you think it just added to it? Like, because if you, there's an argument to be made that the sequels for Star Wars have taken away from Star Wars. Do you think The Hobbit took away anything from Lord of the Rings? No. And uh, the sequels from Star Wars don't take anything away if you just pretend they don't exist, which is what I've been doing ever That's since. That's still, that means they take them, they, it, no, it takes away. No, it didn't happen. It did happen. <laughs> no, in my head, because I was smart enough to read the books a long time ago. I'm living in the expanded universe where Luke yeah, no. isn't a complete waste of space. <laughs> it's great. You should join me. It's a lot better than what they came up with in the movies. Doesn't he have like a kid? Like Mara? Who's Mara Jade? Mara Jade and him have a kid. Ben yeah. Skywalker. Great kid. Uh, Jason and Jaina Solo are his niece and nephew from Han and Leia. Han and Leia have another kid named Anakin. Chewie, I mean, I don't want to. I mean, that's not. Doesn't Chewie not, like? Does the Millennium Falcon get destroyed? No, Chewie dies saving people on a planet that's being destroyed, and he like throws. You're still proving my point here. Throws a kid onto the Millennium Falcon loading dock, and then as the planet is being crumbled beneath him, he just lets out a roar. It's fucking a great scene. I remember reading that paragraph, the last paragraph where Chewbacca scene dies. In the book. It's I know, but you could just vividly picture it. The writer, I, I want to say it was James Lucino, but I could be wrong. I think it's called Star by Star. It's the first book in the New Jedi Order series, but so good. You're still proving my point here because you have this other thing you're clinging on to. So you're trying to ignore the cinematic universe. So it took away from the cinematic universe it gave you. So did Hobbit take away anything from Lord of the Rings? That's the question. No, Hobbit was fine in my book. Okay, but we don't not not about Star Wars. So Star Wars. The Hobbit was <laughs> Hobbit was fine as a book. Wink. Yeah. Well, what about you, Mike? Was the Hobbit trilogy did it did it take away anything from the Lord of the Rings series? Did it add to it for you? I think it added to it. I think it is like I said, seeing him writing the book at the beginning of the Fellowship of the Rings, and then like actually seeing the story that he's writing about is kind of cool yeah where he finds the ring he first has the first encounter with Gollum um you know and you see a lot more of middle earth you see like the underbelly where the goblins are so i think it's wicked cool i also like that they had some of the characters reprise their roles even in the prequel for the movie um like legolas reprised his role galadriel and, yeah uh, I I love that part of it that they were able to do that, but yeah, I don't is... think it added to it, or I don't think it hurt it. If anything, it added to it, which is what you kind of want another trilogy, whether it's a sequel or a prequel, to do. Elrond is the name of uh, the uh, Hugo Weaving's character. Elrond, yeah. Yep. I was trying to think of it earlier because he reprised his role too. So, and then you had Christopher Lee and Ian McKellen, obviously too. But yeah. Yeah, that fight with the uh, the wraiths um, was kind of neat, although not nearly as good as the Lord of the Rings one. But if you had to, you yourself, if you were going to do something, let let's say they weren't doing Rings of Power, and you got to choose what the next adaptation of Lord of the Rings would have been, would you do something more towards? the future of after Lord of the Rings? Would you have done something in between Hobbit and Lord of the Rings? Or would you have done like what they're doing now with Rings of Power and done the past? So is the, the Rings of Power is going to end presumably with the, the first battle? With we Sauron? have no idea. Okay, well, I guess that's what I would want. I'd want the 
show that leads up to that battle. Leads up to it and shows it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. in more detail, yeah. I want to see Isildur, I want to see, you know, Elrond and the other elf there that I can't think of. But because it's been talked about in the books and talked about in the movies and kind of set the stage for it, you just want to actually see it in live action. Yeah, well, I just think that from everything I remember from the books, that was probably the next coolest most badass thing to see would be the build up to that great war so with there not being books after the fact though would you be interested to see what happened after lord of the rings nothing happens it's the third age you're in the third age of man sure but something happened literally the next day after they dropped the ring in so would you, you be see that at the end of fellowship like yeah aragon at the becomes end of return old. of the king right that's yeah. what i meant well they Sure, but they don't show you at all. They give you little, hey, I mean, he's still alive. This is happening. The answer is These no. guys got on yeah, a boat. That feels the, like the nothing answer is, is going probably on. no, only okay. because the excitement would be to see where the characters go from there. And you have Frodo and Bilbo, Gandalf. Bilbo leaving. Yeah. Um, Aragorn, we know, ages out at some point. Um, I don't know. I just don't know like what else... Because they make it look like everything's happy after that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's the age of men, it's the age of peace. Yeah, so I don't know what they're going to see, small skirmishes with goblins and stuff. Like, how exciting would that be after they just fought, like, the Well, I mean, technically speaking, if you're doing your own version, you could have something happen where something bad happens again. Uh, I, I just don't think Lord of the Rings is set up like that. I think Game of Thrones, for instance has a lot more avenues it can go down for to after you, yeah, yeah after before etc etc this one is mostly just the before that you're interested in because there's so much stuff that happened that got us to the point of hobbit and got us to the point of lord of the rings well, and it's also one of those things lord of the rings was set up so the history that happens before and like the language was stuff that tolkien like came up with pretty much before anything else and so it's cool to like know what happened before, but I don't even want to go any further back. So like, they can do the second age and have it lead up to the Battle of Sauron at some point, but like I don't want to know about all the other crap from the Silmarillion. It's just it's just more like historical reference opposed to like actual stories that you want to watch. So, what about you, Mike? Same thing. You'd rather have something. It would like have to be prequel, yeah. Because anything. Yeah. Like after that, it's just like the age of men. So they do have um books. I, I can't remember what they're called, but they're basically like other adventures of Bilbo Baggins, um, that they could make a series so a sequel of, of Hobbit, but before Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yes. Yeah, yep. So within that hundred years. Yeah. So I think that would be kind of interesting. I I doubt it would be a movie worthy. I I honestly I think I read one of them, but. Um, it was so long ago. Um, but I think it could be like a TV series or something like on Amazon or yeah, yeah, if they own the rights now or whatever. Yeah. I don't see them doing something like that unless this show blows up and makes them their money back and then something. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like the show has to be very successful or. And also, how do you judge that success when you're talking about Amazon? Because you mean most... on streaming? Yeah. Because most people have, it'll be by watches. Sure. Yeah. But. Do watches equate to money? No. Merchandising. Well, Merchandising, sure, but like most people have Amazon Prime because of the shipping. So it's not like these other shows where Netflix can judge how many new subscribers they got or how many hours it was watched, yada, yada. Most people have Prime because of the, the shipping. So how are you judging how much this is worth your while? Yeah. Oh. I, I think it's there. I mean, you could just basically base it on the idea that views mean you're you have content that users want. Sure. And then use that as a driving factor for also, you know, Jeff Bezos doesn't care. He he's does. Like, he's like, I just shit out the, the money. They basically had said that this show is going to dictate how they move forward with their streaming service. Well, there could be technically like if this show bombs horribly. Maybe we get no more Amazon Prime. What, like TV series? Yeah, no more Amazon Prime uh, no, streaming. I would highly doubt that. I would. I think they would just not spend a shit ton of money on limited content. 
I feel like everything they do is they're spending money, just not this much. Like, this much, the $250 million doesn't even touch production, cast, uh, CGI, any of that. That's literally the rights. Right. Yeah, but that but, also sets them up probably for other series yeah, they look, can do. Game so. of Thrones can do it for it's a, a fraction five, of the five-year partnership, by the way, with Amazon. Jesus. They're yeah. just going to start I, busting out shitty shows <laughs> while they can. I feel like if it does well, or even if it doesn't do like very well, I still think that Amazon is going to have a separate streaming cost. I think you're going to have Amazon shipping, and you're going to have Amazon... Thing. You I think they're they, gonna, you, they wouldn't get rid of it completely. They'd just separate it between the as two. As a streaming service. I yeah. think that's what's coming. Like Netflix is up to $20 a thing. I think you're going to see, hey, it, would you also like Amazon streaming with your Amazon Prime? It's four ninety nine. dollars Either that or we'll just see a price increase. Finally. Well, that's what they've been doing. Almost every year there's been like a price increase on Amazon Prime. Really? Yeah, it I feel like used they to be... must not notify me then. I have it on auto draft. Yeah, they, don't. Have... They, they probably send you one thing saying, hey, we're going to renew your subscription. Hey, by the way, it's also an extra X amount of dollars this year because um, it went up from like 90 to 100 to 110. We're either at 120 or 130 right now. Jeez. A yeah, year? I don't even know what I said. Yeah, which really <laughs> isn't that much when you talk about if you're doing free shipping. Like yeah. it's really not. I do that order much. enough to justify it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Even without a streaming service, let alone the boys, Invincible, Upload, shows like that that we watch there for free. Like it just doesn't really matter. All right, so now we're we're quite a bit into this podcast, so let's revert back to Rings of Power, because that technically debuts tomorrow from when we're recording, which will be a few days after or a few days before Labor Day. So what are we what are we thinking? I know you guys are kind of thinking that you're on the opposite side of the spectrum of going, eh, but are your expectations neutral? Are they high? Are they low? Do they need to be at a certain level for it to be a success for you? Um, I hope it's good. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> uh, I also hope that it's good. Nobody hopes it's very good, though. Just good is the all you want. I'll good, what it, I can get. It has to be <laughs> right. It, it has to be above the good bar. Just above it. Just yeah. even just a tad bit above. Yeah, as long as it's good. Yeah, I mean, I I think it will be good. We'll find out tonight when it airs. Doesn't it air tomorrow? No, it airs tonight at nine. Is, it, it, it is it, currently it, airing. Yeah, it's it's on the air right now. We gotta go. Doesn't it air Fridays once a week every Friday? I have no idea, but it premieres tonight. Right. So it's Friday, East Coast, Thursday, West Coast, except for tonight, which is a premiere, and it's two episodes. I did know about the two episodes, but I didn't yeah. realize that it was uh, tonight. I thought it was tomorrow. Yeah, it's yeah. 9 p.m. Thursday, West Coast, 12 a.m. Friday. For for every- Next week. week. Yeah, next week. All right. So, so it will normally air Fridays? Yeah, midnight. Right. Uh, at midnight so basically for us whenever friday like most things so wrapping this up then so we can all potentially go and watch it tonight we will (laughs) um any closing thoughts in regards (laughs) to lord of the rings or hobbit or even power of the rings start with mike i think i said start with mike oh sorry i think we're gonna say the same (laughs) thing (laughs) and cute they're good it feels good But no, clo- like regular closing thoughts about the whole series in general. Extremely, or I good. fucking hate you. A very good. One. You were I gonna say something else. No, that's really what I was. Oh, gonna is say. that really what <laughs> yeah. you were gonna? Do? Yeah, that's why I, I was just gonna say it as a joke, and then. Oh, gosh, but then I knew he all. was going to too when I when I made eye contact <laughs> across the table. We both knew we were gonna piss off KJ. For me, it it is good, but oh, it's also one of those. Gotcha. You said it. You notice you how it. adding more? It, it's also one of those to me that more. if Very. they do, uh, like, let's say this show is great, and because of it, it spawns more. I'll probably at least give them a shot, and I think feel like you guys will too with liking this series and everything. Almost no matter what comes out, you'll probably give it a shot. Doesn't mean you'll keep watching it if it's garbage, but you'll you'll give it a well, chance. I mean, it's kind of way too early to say with this show. 
Like you're you're saying, if this show is good, we will give other shows a chance. Yeah, or just like let's say the show didn't exist, and you just heard a Lord of the Rings show is going to come out. Oh yeah, well, I give it. it a chance like yeah, I'm this. But if this show saying. sucks, then I don't oh, know. Oh, it how might. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially yeah. if they're made by Amazon. Like, sure. Yeah, I, I definitely think if a different company made it. Although you look at Disney that did, uh, was it called Book of Boba Fett, which I didn't like, but The Mandalorian was great, and then Obi Wan was good. So. But I guess you have to have some credit in the bank first. So if their first season was good and their second season was crap and you heard they were doing a new season, uh, a brand new series on Amazon, you'd probably give it a shot if the first season was good. Yeah, if there's something to at least hold the candle. Right. I feel like this is going to be one of those like one and done series, though. You think it's definitely not. It's they have a five year contract with um, Tolkien Estate. Amazon does. Yeah, but it might just be this one series for five years. Oh, sure. Yeah. I thought you were saying <laughs> something else. Um, but yes, it could just be this. But usually what happens with a lot of different um, companies, if they're successful, they'll then look to add to it because obviously you can make more money that way. Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's enough story, though. That That's the thing. Like, I don't want them to just like. I don't know. There's, there's not a ton. Like I was trying to say earlier, a lot of the prequel stories that we have are more like like Filler. historical right. reference points for the Lord of the Rings. They're not books where you have a whole story laid out for you. So sure, be a so lot they of, have to do it themselves. Yeah, well, yeah. That, we've seen how that's worked with Game of Thrones and stuff. Well, sure, but House of Dragon is basically doing it. No, House of Dragon, it has more involvement from George R. R. Martin than any other series. And there's a book called Fire and Blood that it's based off of. One season, but let alone as we keep going. Well, I know, but George R. R. Martin's basically a showrunner on the show. I don't think he's actual showrunner. But I, I'm not I saying think he's he an is, executive but he, producer. they're actually having him sit on set yeah. and say, which he thought he was going to be on Game of Thrones. He was, basically, for the first two seasons. Yeah, and then and they, as soon as that happened, then they slowly backed him off, slowly yeah. back into, like, season six. And they're like, well, you don't have a book out, so... Yeah, they just slowly just got worse thing. and worse when they stopped. Six was fine. Him. Or no, five was fine. Six yeah. was meh, seven was bad. So only three of the seasons of the eight were bad, and all of them were with less George R. R. Well, Martin five input. wasn't bad. Five was great. I said three, six, seven, eight. Yeah, no, there wasn't. Was there eight seasons? Yeah, the eighth season is the one we all hate. Oh, yes. Okay, so that <laughs> is season eight. It. You're right. You're yeah. right. So they have five books, so that's five seasons. So six, seven, and eight. Six is fine. There's nothing wrong with six. Seven is where it gets meh, and eight, it gets shit. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It trended One, downward uh, yeah. the second they got rid of George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, if you want to think about it, yeah. I yeah. also didn't yeah, realize. Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, you're after, 100% right, but I'm going to trail off like no, you might I not didn't be. Think that, I didn't know until after the series ended that he didn't have anything to do with it. Like, towards the tail end. I only heard about the beginning first couple seasons where he was very involved. Yeah, Maybe been, he should have got his shit together and write that book fast. You're not wrong. Well, I mean, even just having him on there as like, because there were times of the Harry Potter series where they they had um, Rowling or whatever give them like insights, even though she hadn't written the future books yet, about like what she, where she was taking characters so that they could develop arcs for that character. Yes, but she was also, I'm pretty sure there was something to do with her contract where she was involved in everything anyway. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But I just mean, they could have done something similar with George R. R. Martin, even if he hadn't written the books yet. So like, uh, the guy who played Snape, and I'm blanking on his name. Alan, Alan Rickman? Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah, I remember yeah. him uh, asking the well, question. Well, she, she, it's not even that he asked. She came and told him what was like what the future like of his character i could have swore they, there's an interview where he says that he went and asked her because he wanted to know how to play a certain scene yeah well she told them like his fate basically yeah. so that he would know that he actually cared for harry Potter. well yeah. cared for him his Jason. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i care for you because i really wanted your mom but it's funny because you look back at scenes in the previous movies and you can see that that carried forward that's why it's important i always to thought get... that he did like i never to me you always thought he loved her mother no always <laughs> thought that he cared for harry like it seemed very obvious in so many different scenes where 
they you think it's always him doing the bad thing, then you find out well, it's no, not yeah. him doing the bad I thing. I always thought he was a good guy right. who just was kind of an asshole. Sure. But I never knew like the reason why he was a good guy was yeah. because of yeah. Harry's mother and like that's why he, even though he despised Harry because he reminded him of James, he mm-hmm. would never do anything to hurt him because he loved Lily so right. much. That's all I mean. Like yeah. you, you bring George R. R. Martin in so you can have these like storylines kind of built out more completely and not suck. Yeah, <laughs> and it'd be really weird if you if you have a very distinct feeling for your character, whether it's Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, and you think it's going somewhere, and then next thing you know, the book comes out or something else comes out, it's completely in a different direction. Well, I and I kind of wonder, like. Uh... I haven't really kept up where where he's at with the books for Game of Thrones, but I'm interested to see where like characters like Jamie, does he yep. go back to Cersei and ruin his complete character? Well, we arc won't or... know for like there's supposed to be more than we one book that know. comes he's out. Die. Look well, that's he's not probably a true. Figure of perfect. Health. I'm also wondering. There's the oh god, they bring back Catelyn after she dies as Lady Ironheart. Yeah, or Iron that they never have in the series i'm yeah, wondering no. how her her arc plays there's out. a lot of stuff that they don't have that's more like magic focused in the books that yeah. they don't have in the series all right so next week we well you guys won't be here because i will be camping so i won't be here either but next week we're gonna have something a, a little sentence. bit different Maybe cut that. <laughs> yeah no we're gonna keep it in we're gonna yeah. keep the jumbled mess yeah okay um no next week it'll be a little bit different a little bit of a retrospective on the podcast rather than about one specific subject and then we'll get back to the regular recording the week after which will i believe be the orville i think that's what's coming next sweet Yes, I know. Do you know you that they have a blob in that show? That they just, do have a blob. I also know the show yeah. is really boring, but we'll talk about that when we actually do the podcast in a couple of weeks.